Welcome. Uh, hello, good morning, and welcome to the middle of the day, says Mark Craig, uh, to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, startribune.com, myself, Joe Oberly from uh, Purple PTSD and uh, .com and vikingsterritory.com. We're here with the early morning version of the breakdown uh, to wrap up the preseason game last week against the Seattle Seahawks and talk about the joint practices that are going on um, <clears throat> with the Titans and the Vikings right now. So um, I guess we could start with the, uh, the preseason game before we forget it and get to go look at the next one in a few day, couple days and forget that one. Mark, what did, uh, what did you see uh, last uh, Saturday or gosh, when was it? I guess last Thursday that the Vikings in Seattle played. What what did you see from that game, and what did we learn? First of all, you're calling 9 o'clock in the morning early. It's like, what are, are you become a teenager overnight? Yeah, exactly. I I, I am a night owl, and uh, so I'm not used to getting up uh, uh, <laughs> early. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, you got you got to play hurt, so here I am. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to judge whenever you look at a, at a, a preseason game, especially when they don't play anybody anymore. Uh, I would kind of focus in on the special teams because you're going to see more of the guys that are going to be playing on special teams. I suppose. Uh, I thought the special teams were, were frankly they're terrible, and except for the I wrote about uh, Najee Thompson, Flash Thompson, that guy that Gunner really, really you know Flash, and uh, and a long field goal by Joseph was nice. Um, you know, the backup offensive line, I didn't think looked very good. Um, uh, the quarterback, uh, the rookie quarterback was fast, but showed more speed than I thought he had, but he had to show it because he was running for his life. Uh, Addison, you know, I think is the real deal. I, I don't, I mean, he has a concussion now or he's in concussion protocol. I, I wouldn't even take a look at him in a preseason game going further. What happened to him? He got dinged up at, uh, at, a, at, uh, uh, some sort of, uh, like a two minute drill, I think on Monday. Wow. Uh, so he's, he didn't practice yesterday against the Titans. Um, you know, two sloppy penalties, uh, two off, but two penalties on special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first day free agent signing tight end, Josh Oliver has a terrible holding call. And then I think the crowning thing was, even though it wasn't the starters, it wasn't Madison, it wasn't starting offensive line, but their first third and one, they line up and they, you know, power football and they run right into the gut. And it doesn't go anywhere. It just look, look a lot like last year, you know. And uh, th- then they showed the sideline uh, f- shot of, of O'Connell on fourth and one. And he just like, you know, go for it. And then they had to do a play action and throw for the first down. So well, at least at least this year it's uh, $10 million cheaper than to, for that third, third and one. Yeah. Well, uh, the ones that were doing it on uh, were a lot cheaper, you know. Uh, we're doing it on Thursday night, but overall sloppy, you know. But it's hard to read stuff uh, anymore, especially now when they don't. Nobody plays. <clears throat> well, it was uh, interesting to see Ty Chandler get a lot of run at running back. Uh, you know, he with McAllister sitting out uh, the game. Uh, Chandler had 11 carries for 41 yards and four grabs for 29, and he looked pretty good. He looked like he had some wiggle to his game. Um, what'd you think of? Uh, him after finally seeing him after, uh, I guess, isn't he, this is his second year, right? Well, second year, I thought, you know, I thought he looked, I mean, I, I I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people talk about him because he got, you know, got a lot of touches. Uh, I didn't, he didn't jump off the page to me, 
Um, you know, Madison's not going to play. Uh, Kane Nwangu has been he's been out since day two, I think, yeah. uh, training mm-hmm. with an injury. So, you know, the clock is ticking on that guy as far as getting back. You know, you got to, you know, when you're in that position, you got to be able to, to mm-hmm. participate in training camp. Uh, you know, I thought Chandler actually caught my eye more last year in the preseason. He didn't do anything yeah. wrong. It just I wasn't like this. Wow, you know. Right. That I, I seem to be reading into what people are, are talking about that first preseason game. Um, he's a good player. He's a good, strong back. I think they need Nwangu to come back and compete with him. I think that's what they want to do. You know, I think that's what, uh, you know, big, big reason that they brought uh, uh, Kareem Hunt in was to kind of say, hey, you know, <laughs> the, the train's moving on, Kane. Let's, let's get back on the field. Well, you know, KOC had a quote this week after the game. He said said that uh, Chandler shows up for the bright lights, but he'd like to see more of that in practice. That kind of uh, goes right in with what you're saying there. You want some competition for him in practice and wants to see him. Did you see anything yesterday f- from the running backs? At the Well, I guess we'll talk about the joint practices later. But anyway, uh, that that's kind of a telling quote from O'Connell, would you say? Well, yeah, and, and typically when it's, it's young running backs, you know, they, they're wanting to see more uh, pass protection, you know, because they, you know, they can't, you know, it seems like most of these guys that come to the NFL level, they can come from any walks of life, you know, first round pick, uh, undrafted guys, you know, but not all of them can, you know, are neat. like the ones that come from the bottom really need to learn how to protect the passer because you maybe you're not going to ask a, a, a like a superstar to, to, to do that as much. Uh, it's a third down back and stuff like that, but they got to be able to protect the passer and they got to work at it. And that that's where I read into was, I think he needs to, you know, to he's um, solid on that before he can get on the field. Right. That's a tough blow with Addison. You know, you want to see him get every uh, snap he can every, and make every progression to get to that, into that starting lineup. Uh, so he's missing the, missing the uh, joint practices and we'll probably miss this preseason game for sure. Um, but, you know, he, uh, he had some flashes in the game as he, he had that first pass to him. I think it was a drop. At least I thought it was. And the next one, uh, he made a nice, great toe dragging catch on the sideline, which they should have challenged, but it was preseason. So it's no big deal. But the second look showed it was a catch and then finally made his first catch as a pro with a falling backwards diving grab. So um, enough there for me to, to get excited about, but uh, sounds like if he gets injured, that's, that's the fear I had about him. He's not a very big guy and he might get uh, dinged up a bit. Yeah. And that's the fear everyone has with him. You know, the fact that he missed uh, some OTAs, he missed, I think mini camp uh, with an injury or, you know, it lingered, but it was they're being careful with him. So now they're being careful with him with a concussion. Uh, it's too early to get alarmed by you know uh, to be putting him in the in the in the in the Andrew Booth file or stuff like that. We're like, by God, this guy needs to stay healthy. Too early for that, but it's certainly something to start thinking about. Uh, as far as his talent, his worthiness of being a first round pick, I think I feel like uh, it, it's pretty safe to say this guy can do it. This guy's a real deal, uh, but can he stay healthy? Yeah, so they're going to need some depth at that position. And uh, we had Jalen Rager with five catches in the game, Brandon Powell with a couple, and Nikhil Harriet with a couple as well. What, did you see anything from them that you liked? You know, of the three, I, you know, I, I, I like Powell. I, I like. I, I would assume he's going to win 
the punt return job. You know, Rager is still competing there. Um, but I, I just like Powell. I like there were some catches where you could tell that this is going to be a guy that's going to find some seams and find some holes and be able to, you know, make some tough catches. Not that Rager can't, but I'm just saying that at, at this point of the three, I like, you know, I like uh, Powell. And it's too bad that Naylor, you know, is a, is a non-compete. I mean, he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't, he's been out since the second day. Uh, they also had Lucky Jackson, who was a guy like, hey, I'd like to see him, but he's been hurt. Tristan Jackson uh, came back, but he was hurt for a long time. So, yeah, they they need, you know, they uh, we I was saying last week they needed something after the top three, but now with Addison or with uh, yeah with Addison getting getting hurt, um, they need <laughs> they need uh, someone after KJ and and Jefferson to like yep. step up and really and stay healthy and be you know quality. Um, what'd you see from the quarterbacks, the backup quarterbacks? We had Nick Mullen with a 106 rating, Jaron Hall with a 50.3 rating. I, I, I agree with you. I was, I was pretty critical of the backup offensive line. They didn't do much for either one. It looked like Mullen half the time would have to jump up and throw a pass over the line because he, they were right on top of him all the time. But, uh, uh, are, are they going to be serviceable? Is Jaron Hall going to be something we could uh, get excited about? Is there, is there a potential there? Do you think? Well, you know, I think Hall is a year away from being a backup quarterback right now. It's, it's, can he be the third quarterback? Is he, is he a guy that um, that O'Connell can work with? You know, I think it's a different animal whenever you have uh, O'Connell to work with a guy that he wants to have on his team, as opposed to Mike Zimmer, you know, and having an offensive coordinator work with a guy that Mike Zimmer didn't want a part of. So I think Hall, Hall impressed me with his, his escapability. The fact that he was running around and his eyes were down the field. Um, but, you know, he's not going to be the backup quarterback. Nick Mullins is going to be the backup quarterback. And Nick Mullins, uh, you know, at this point last year is when, when they, they basically decided both quarter, uh, uh, both of the quarterbacks that they had were, were not going to cut it, so they had to go out and get Mullins. Yeah. I feel like Mullins, uh, for, for as much pressure that he would face, the, the backup offensive line could not handle any kind of <laughs> stunts or, or – or crosses or anything like that. And, and, it, and it was time and again, it was Mullins who paid for it, you know, by having to be rushed or, or sacked or whatever. Uh, so I think he did the best he could. Um, and, and, and Hall showed speed that I, and some ability to run around that I, that I liked, but yeah. nothing jumped off as like, wow, this is a, this is a great quarterback, but. Um. Nick Muse made three grabs and had a nice touchdown. Uh, so the Vikings do have some depth at tight end, I believe. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell said, I don't want to make news. This was last week. I don't want to make news, but Johnny Munt is the best number three tight end in football. <laughs> um, that's kind of like uh, – I don't know if you make news with that other than the fact that people kind of tease about it. But, but, yeah, they do have depth there, you know. I think uh, Muse is a guy that uh, certainly can catch the ball. He's kind of a – it's just a question of whether is he going to be able to block, you know. Uh, but I would think, uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, – Oliver Oliver didn't didn't impress me, I, but only because his holding penalty was just so sloppy and so stand-up yeah. and so reach reachy uh, that it was like, oh, this isn't – you know. But, I, I, you know, it's again, it's preseason. I feel He's like a He's a vet. They're 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 he's chill. Got, he's got the size and the power to do what I think they want him to do. Uh, Hawkinson is going to be fine. It'll be a good. Is he back on the field. Yeah, he's he had an ear infection. He's back on the field. Um, 
So, you know, it, it, we didn't know it was an ear infection, I think, until Hawkinson told people. It's right. kind, of, kind of funny whenever, you know, you, you know, Zimmer was always knocked for not, not sharing injuries. Well, there's a lot of guys we don't know, uh, didn't know or don't know what's wrong with them. And uh, the head coach is, uh, I mean, they're all the same. It just matter whether they smile at you or they don't smile at you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, but the, yeah, tight ends. It's it's a good group. I, I like the group. Um, some some defensive guys that had some flashes uh, in the game. Uh, Makai Blackman thought he was good in coverage, and Lewisine was out there. It made a great play early on, but I think he kind of went hiding after that. What did you think of either one of those guys and how they played? Uh, well, I like Makai. I think you know. Again, I, I keep saying about the cornerback position, it's uh, I'm not calling it a weakness or, or I'm not going to rank it at the bottom of the league or or say, you know, that uh, you know, they need to go get – I feel like they do. Maybe they do need to go get a veteran, but um, I just don't know. And I think anybody who guesses that they know what's going to happen is just throwing something at the wall and hoping it sticks. Um, you know, I, I, I like Makai from what I see in practice, you know, briefly in the game. Uh, I've liked uh, Evans for better than Booth. I think he played better than Booth in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Scene had some some couple of plays where he came up really fast and strong, and and there was one where he kind of grabbed the guy around, throw up the, uh, the shoulder, and flung around. And so he he can play fast. It's just uh, does he know where he's going? And and uh, my guess is he that they still feel like he doesn't know where he's going because. He's a, he's at minimum the fourth receiver, uh, fourth safety on the team because Josh Metellus plays in their third. You know, he's their third safety when they get, they use a lot of three safety looks and it's always mm-hmm. Josh Metellus and and Bynum. So uh, I feel like there there the makings of of a good player is there, but it's it's just not there yet. Okay, what about uh, I love this name Luigi Villain. I thought he had three tackles, three, two solo, a sack, and a, and a forced fumble. I thought he looked pretty good, and it's a guy I didn't even really know about. And all of a sudden, they kept saying Luigi. <laughs> I thought I was watching a, a video game. Uh, what did you think of uh, of him? Yeah, he last year I did a story on Zach Thompson, who's now with the Titans. He was a he was an undrafted edge rusher that they paid a lot of money to, and they paid almost mm-hmm. as much money to Luigi, and. Um, and those were two guys that came in and it's like, it's sort of like the Andre Carter this year where, you know, teams are, are starting to go out in, in the draft and um, seems to be like the, the linebackers edge rushers where they're giving some more money to these guys, you know, just to maybe, str- you know, strike it rich on a, on a, on a, on a gem that nobody drafted. Uh, he was kind of that guy last year and, and he didn't hurt himself. Let's put it that way. He didn't hurt himself. Uh, He's got the, but he stuck last year because he could play special teams and uh, has a little bit of a rush ability. Uh, so I, he's not going to, I don't think he's going to be a big part of the rotation. Uh, if you get down to Luigi, you're, you, you, that means some guys have got, a lot of guys have gotten hurt, but he did not hurt himself. Let's put it that way. Nice. Well, uh, there's one guy that we didn't talk about. We will in the next section. I'm trying to pace myself. If you get, get what I'm saying there. Pace myself. So there, there's our tease. Mark's, Mark's guy, even uh, Ivan Pace. Uh, we'll talk about him in the next segment. So take a break and come on back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. All right, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm almost awake now at this early hour. That uh, you know, Mark, he's been he's been uh, pounding coffee like uh, 
like the guy on Saturday Night Live out in the van down by the river for several hours this morning, so he's ready to go. But I'm, I'm, I'm digging out. You look like I would look if we tried to do this at 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a scary process, prospect. Well, anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, Ivan Pace. He was the guy that everybody was talking about. He had a... He, he, he was great in in, in uh, run support coverage uh, uh, in the game. I thought he came up a lot and moved well and filled some holes. I thought he he, he struggled a little bit in coverage, but uh, um, you're still bullish on on Ivan Pace for this uh, for this team, aren't you? Well, I, I wrote a big story about him a week and a half, two weeks ago, about him making the team. You know, uh, you know, this is a guy that hey, you know, this guy's going to do a lot of things and make the team. Talked to his defensive coordinator from uh, Miami University, who's now defensive coordinator at uh, my uh, Ohio um, University. Uh, he, he he laid out exactly what's happening now. He said, preseason games are going to start, and you people up there are going to be talking about this guy. He's going to hit you in the mouth with a crowbar for 60 minutes. It was a great you know, guy talking about his player. Um, and you saw that. I saw it at, in practice as a uh, – this is the kind of guy that makes a team as a special teams guy. It could be a backup mm-hmm. linebacker. Well, Asamoa has been out of action for over a week now, just kind of not serious enough to where he's not, you know, not around, but he's just standing there. So, um, you know, this is a guy who now is it could be the starter on, on day one, which is a little scary, but, you know, he's, he's 5'10", 230, so he's undersized. Um, yeah, there was there was one play where between him and Scene, I think there was a major confusion on where to be uh, on a pass play, and you're going to get that for for a guy that's an undrafted rookie. Yep. But, you know, he's the kind of guy when you watch him, he never he's never still. He's always he's always like, and he's always around the ball. He's always got his nose right where it needs to be. It's just a matter of how you know can this guy do it when you know the guards in the in the centers are faster and bigger than in college and they could just consume him mm-hmm. uh, but you know so far so good for this guy and uh, a, a guy certainly you want to keep looking at and if if Asamoah doesn't come back this is a guy that you he may not play three preseason games he may have to rest the third one because he'll be starting against the buccaneers what's what's his injury uh I don't know, Joe. Get coach has I think it's I think it's undisclosed. I I don't uh I've it's been a long time since I've had the job where you ask the injuries and get you know get chopped down. But, you got a nasal uh, infection instead of an ear infection. Yeah. So but um yeah, so so I I like what I see of pace. I think everyone kind of like when you see his resume and what you know what the fact he didn't get drafted. <laughs> Vikings are pretty fortunate. They gave him for two hundred and thirty-six thousand dollars, which is a lot for an undrafted free agent. Uh, but money well spent so far. Uh, sounds like he has potential for a, an award already. Maybe, maybe Mr. Mankato coming uh, Ivan's way. Well, my goodness, yeah, it, it, that he'd be the the best uh, other than uh, Adam Thielen, I guess. Uh, uh, you know, doesn't have the same Mr. Egan or whatever. Or, <laughs> training camp is not really training camp anymore. It's just a lot of open practices. Speaking of which, they were uh, they're conducting a couple of those open practices this week. Uh, Ooh, joint practice. Pardon me. 
good transition. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, they got they're they're in town. The Titans are in town already. They're going to play them on Saturday in the, in the preseason game. So they're having two joint practices. Had one yesterday. We're taping this on Thursday in in preparation of the next one. Um, you know, uh, Mark, can you just tell me how those go? Tell the audience, and I mean, uh, what joint practice? It's, is, is it starters that are starting? And it's they're starting, you know, they start against, do they go seven on seven? Do they actually have 11 on 11? W- what do they do on, on some of that when they get two teams in there like that? Well, they, they do everything that you would do if you were just, you know, one team, but they do it against each other. You know, so when they, when it's individual periods, you're having Justin Jefferson go against their top corners. You're having, uh, when they're, they do, I don't know if they do seven on seven, but they, yeah, they do, they do situational periods. They do, um, they do everything that you would do in a situation except the tackling part of the, of the, uh, of the game, you know, mm-hmm. and they're still wearing the, the great kazoo, uh, <laughs> ads and stuff. They should put some antennas on those things. Oh my. But well, some of us would get that. Yeah, I know. So, uh, Google it people. And, uh, <clears throat> so, you see, yeah, you know, like you see the Vikings' first team offense going against the uh, Simmons and that that great interior guy uh, tackle and and their defense and vice versa, and uh, it was painfully obvious that the, the defenses on both sides were were far ahead of the offenses. Really, uh, the offenses, uh, you know, the Vikings struggled. Uh, Simmons, uh, the the tackle was was just a beast and he was like he was chirping and talking and and trash talking he was he was taking ingram bradbury and cleveland you know for a ride oh my on the way to kirk now you know the the beauty of this is you get all those looks without kirk you know having to you know have his rib busted up and and go on (laughs) netflix about it so um and then on the other side you know daniel hunter looked really good harrison smith looked really good in the uh, two-minute period at the end, neither offense could score. Uh, Cousins uh, Cousins threw two interceptions. Uh, uh, Mullins threw one. Uh, Tennessee's offense didn't look very good. So yeah, it was. Um, and, it, and this is this is a good thing. Is you know the Vikings offense didn't look good, but it's a good thing to work against these guys. See where you're at. And then just you know, it's right now it's about improving. And I don't I don't know if that interior line can improve anymore because they, you know, strength and power wise, they think they are what they are, but, you know, Ingram probably can, uh, he's, he's a growing player, but you know, uh, the, the offense didn't look good, but the defense did look good. So I guess take it, take, take it that way. So, you know, live, live reps, every rep you get in a, in a practice like this. I mean, if, if you, you can't take any plays off cause you're going against a different team who's trying to, who's trying to, make their squad so you do you, you like this kind of thing you enjoy watching the joint practices after you see you, you see in the other way they do things for for how many weeks already well you know um i guess i i like them better than than you know there's always so much you can do like when you're going against each other and you kind of get used to each other and all that stuff uh this is a step up i this is not what i think coaches you know like uh, younger coaches now especially sell it as like it like it's my goodness this is the this is the greatest competition in the history of football it's not that but it's it's better than than probably just beating it against the same guy over and over and over it's it's kind of nice to see that interior line get a look at um 
and I cannot remember his first name, but Simmons, but yeah. he's a, he's a monster. And so that's good. Um, it's, it's live. It's, it's almost fully live, but not entirely live. Entirely live would be that guy finishing off his sack and, and stuff like that. Cause you know, Kirk, those guys know they're not going to get hit. Um, but so, but yeah, I, I like it. Um, it's, it's the, it's the future of, of the preseason football. They're, they're probably going to do this twice a year um, going forward. And, but the preseason games still serve this. I mean, they still serve a purpose because of what, especially like look at this year with the Vikings, there's so many young guys that you want to see in actual live yeah. competition that, that uh, those games serve a purpose. So, my guess is eventually they'll be down to two of those and 18 regular season games. Uh, but you know, I think the right, you look around the league, you're not seeing a lot of starters play and, and that eventually you'll see nobody will start. Will have starters do anything in the preseason. So right, they'll be down to two of them. Good luck selling those, I guess. Um, keeping everybody happy. I, when, when you go to the joint practices, the so Yarstein starters against starters, did you see any surprise uh, line roster lineup changes or th- positions that you weren't expecting was Chandler the starting running back in in the joint practice yesterday and that kind of thing is is uh, no, I mean, Madison Madison was you know not I mean it they're not like they're not tackling the running backs you know right they're, and they're I mean there were guys on the ground only because you know the, the linemen were you know and when they get on the ground they believe believe me coaches from both sides are you know keep your feet keep your feet you know it's like you're not holding out like guys because of that contact. My goodness, it, it, you're probably looking ten years down the road when it'll be like you know we can't afford to put a guy in a joint practice because he might get hurt. Uh, you know it's controlled. It's a controlled atmosphere. Um, so you're not you're not seeing tackles. You're not seeing clotheslines and stuff like that. You're not seeing any, any craziness. So no, it was pretty much it was all the guys who were healthy enough to to start are in there and that's, that's their preseason games, you know, and that's the extent of it. So you're saying that the, uh, they could have filmed a, a, a sequel to quarterback with just not Kirk, not getting hit. Cause he was the, the defensive line was in his face for a lot of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and if you watched uh, this week's uh, hard knocks with um, Quinn and Williams of the jets, you know, he, you know, blowing through the line and, and he was counting his sacks and he, he going over to Aaron Rodgers. That's 10. That's 10. I got 10 sacks. <laughs> you know, they couldn't handle him. And it was, it sort of had a similar look with, with how the Vikings were dealing with their interior uh, beast. Well, we're going to have to talk about the jets a little bit in the next segment. So we will do that. But I, I wanted to ask you one thing I just saw on, on ESPN. I wanted to ask you about it and see, just get your opinion. Yeah, the, the ESPN, ranked uh teams by position and uh they had a list of all the Vikings position where they come in they got as we mentioned earlier they got some depth there at tight end they are fourth their offensive line is seventh the wide receivers ninth which I kind of disagree with the quarterback is 12th edge rusher 12th inside defensive line 21st linebackers 24th safeties 24th cornerbacks 29th Running backs 30th, and their overall ranking was 14 uh, those positions. A- a- anything there that uh, you'd like to take issue with or you agree with or any thoughts on that? I, have, I, have, I mean, I, I don't know how you would how you rank, like, um, like the tight ends were fourth. I mean, yes. I, like, I like their tight ends, uh, but 
Yeah, I, I, to me, if I'm ranking that, I'm ranking based on the starter and like uh, like Travis Kelsey uh, or like Travis Kelsey could have you and me as his backup. So I'd still rank him number one. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't like Oberly and Craig, but that, that Kelsey guy can play. You know, I, I'm not sure how to like quantify that. I know it's it's just preseason fodder, yeah. you know. It, it, but it, it's like some of them might. You you, did, you weren't describing a, a seventh uh, ranked offensive line to me in what you've no, seen no, in the preseason game and the uh, and the joint uh, practice. Doesn't sound like to me. Yeah, I, I would say that that one of, of that would jump out. Uh, you know, I think that I think uh, <clears throat> the tackles. Are, uh, Darisol, I think, is going to be uh, a star if he's not already on his way. Uh, you know, O'Neal is is rock solid, and O'Neal came back to to full practice uh, for the first time since he was trying to chase down a Packer in a in a blowout uh, on January first. So he's back, and I think you know he's you know one of the best. It's the inside guys. Can they can they hold it together? And, you know, it's the biggest cliche in sports when it comes to offensive line. It's that you're as good as the weakest link. So, you know, to me, uh, seven seems high, you know, but they're, yeah. they can win. They can win with this, these guys, but, you know, I wouldn't put them as one of the elite offensive lines just because I, I like the tackles, but I'm <laughs> like everyone else would be shaky about the inside guys. All right, I won't put Mark through any more of this painful preseason speculation that just somebody throws it uh, together for clickbaits. That'd be ESPN. So I, I will take a quick break, let Mark regroup, and I'll try to come up with some better topics for the third segment. So come on back to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown. <clears throat> All right, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown uh, with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark is still out there monitoring practice every every week every day for for uh, us but he's also doing it for the star tribune um mark uh there's some other notes that have happened during the league that are kind of vikings at least one uh, delvin cook signed with the jets for 8.6 million dollars uh less than the 10 over 10 he was going to get paid here i saw a report somewhere where the Vikings reportedly offered him seven million at some point, and uh, he turned that down. You know, I, I don't know if that's true. I didn't see that wildly reported, but it, it could have been just a rumor. But uh, what do you think of that signing? And uh, do you think the Vikings are going to miss him? Uh, well, I, I think that he, he that, that makes the Jets a heck of a lot better. I mean, mm -hmm. Dalvin is it, Dalvin's ability <clears throat> and explosive explosiveness and everything is is unquestioned i mean it's just a matter of what was it worth and and the vikings couldn't afford it and the jets apparently can and um you know the vikings were going a different route when it comes to you know, hey we have our running game is just gonna we're just we, we're all about getting third and one and, and short yardage and and i don't think madison is going to be a 1400 yard back who gets it as much as dalvin did back when zim was here um so the Jets are looking at it from the point like, hey, we got, you know, we went all in on Aaron Rodgers and we got the offensive rookie of the year. We got a fantastic defense with the defensive rookie of the year cut from last year. Got a great uh, interior pass rush. We got a, a Will McDonald. Uh, they're the guy that they got 
uh, 14th overall or whatever it was. He looks like a great edge rusher. Um, so adding Dalvin, a, a talent like that is going to only make them tremendously better. I thought about the Vikings. I like that, that he's in the AFC. Right. And, uh, you know, bang heads with the AFC because the AFC is a much better conference. And, you know, we see in the Super Bowl, whatever. But, you know, it, it, it'd be more disappointing for me if, like, if, if he was in Chicago. Yeah. If he was in Philadelphia, stuff like that. I'm, I agree with you. And I, I got to think that, you know, with uh, not that uh, Kirk is a slouch, but having Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback who seems to be happy as a, uh, a pagan, you know what, out in uh, New York, uh, him throwing him that, I think him throwing him the ball is going to happen this year more than it did last year. We were all told last year that they're going to throw Dalvin the ball and it just didn't ever materialize in any, with any regularity. But I think that's going to happen with uh, uh, Rogers who, who I think the game slows down for him. He sees everybody where if his guys are covered, he's going to dump off to Dalvin and get that guy in space. He can, that's what he does best. You know, they have that, isn't that their Bryce, somebody or other is their main back. So they're going to have another bruiser up the middle. So they're, they're going to be set. The jets they are a team to look at. I, I, uh, yeah, for all you fantasy football players, there's there's some there's going to be some points out of that offense if the Lion can protect Rodgers, I guess. I would lay the blame of him not getting the ball thrown to him more last year, more at the feet of Kevin O'Connell than I would. Right. Uh, if there's one thing we know Kirk can do is check down whenever. You know, <laughs> That's true. Kirk can check down with just as well as Aaron Rodgers there, Joe. Uh, <laughs> but I'm saying that the kind of passes that, that Dalvin's going to be getting. Um, you know, Kirk could have done that as, as well as, as Aaron Rodgers. Um, there are no like back shoulder, uh, you know, check downs and stuff like that. But uh, I see what you're saying. I mean, just having, just having the attention on, on uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, and then having Dalvin as a, as a, as an option is just another tremendous option for them to have. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, it, you know, O'Connell, for whatever reason, it was never really explained as uh, we just didn't see as many of the, the maybe they, maybe people were taking it away or something, but I have a hard time believing they were taking it away for as long as they did. Right. But yeah, he should have been more a part of the, of the passing game. And, and I think he certainly will be in, in, uh, in New York. Yeah. I, I, you know, you got, you got to look at that team. Uh, I mean, they came in without Rodgers and certainly without Dalvin last year, and they gave the uh, Vikings fits all game long until the Vikings made a couple comebacks and beat them at the end, like they did for the number of teams. But uh, they got, you know, yeah, the the AFC is loaded, like you said. You've got Joe Burrow's leading the Bengals. You've got uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes leading the Super Bowl winning Chiefs. You've got Buffalo, which is a great team. You've got Miami, which is an up and comer. Uh, Cleveland's supposed to be decent. Uh, Pittsburgh is never a slouch. It, it's going to be a battle over there. So uh, I, I think it'll be fascinating to watch how that conference develops because, you know, there, there's there's so many potential playoff teams and you, there's not room for all of them. Yeah, I mean, the, the Jets could be, you know, switch them to the NFC and they could they could be a top two, three team and right. put, them, put them where they're at in the AFC and they might not win – you know, they got they got to really fight to win their division. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, like when Tom Brady left, you know, when he left New England and went to Tampa Bay, it was, 
he went to the absolute ideal situation. Not that Brady didn't have a heck of a lot. Brady put them over the hump. Yeah. But it was Taylor. It was ready made for him to step in and do that. Um, where Roger steps in, yeah, it, it, it's a that's a really good team to step into. Uh, but it's not. But it's also in the AFC in a situation where you, you know that's going to be a hard one to just go to the Super Bowl and win it. Um. But it, it's a great. I mean, they did go state. They seven and ten with with basically no offense and a great defense. So, yeah. and that defense, uh, Sauce Gardner, um, it starts you know with with, with uh, Quinn and uh, Williams up front, and then Sauce Gardner, and they got some you know good edge rushers now. Uh, that you know that team has a, a lot of ability, and Dalvin just uh, boy, that's another you know that's another just a piece there that's going to make them something to watch. You know, I heard uh, a <clears throat> press conference with Dalvin Cook. He said, uh, when he was talking about it, he said, yeah, all the paces are in place. All the paces are in place. No, I'm just kidding. That's a reference back to Brett Favre when he was talking about the Vikings. And, and you know, that didn't really happen. You're supposed yeah. to laugh a little harder than that, Mark. Oh. Give, me, give me a little bit here. Right. Right. Next time. <clears throat> well, you might think this was kind of funny. I, I, I have to bring this up. Brian Asimov reportedly said that, he can see uh, this could be the season for the Vikings' first Super Bowl. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's, standing on, he's standing on the sidelines, so maybe he sees something that uh, nobody else sees, you know, from being in. You know, what what would you think of that quote? <clears throat> uh, I've seen it. Um, that could be, you know, it's like they used to ask, we'd ask people would ask them, you know, do you, is there a chance or do you, could you? And he's like, chance? Yep. Yeah, there's a chance they can win the Super Bowl, sure. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a, a fun team to a fascinating team to watch because you know, I they could be ex- extremely good defensively, or they could be as porous as Zim was in 2020 when he had two rookies and lost yeah. all his rushers. You know, it, it just it just depends on you know, you're 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 having to trust that that they've got the right. You know that they got the right pieces at uh, at corner. Uh, trust that they know what they're talking about with Davenport. Uh, but you know, there's there's some examples now where you can trust them, and you examples where you're like, you know, the, the guy putting the team together got some holes. You know, uh, so it's it's fun to watch, and it makes it fun to watch every year. Um. Yeah. It it, it it's wasn't wasn't Danny. <clears throat> Green <clears throat> always saying the same kind of thing where, you know, uh, he expected to go, compete for the Super Bowl every year, you know, even though his team might not have been up to it. But uh, if you if you got a, a chip in a chair, as they say, you got a chance, right? Well, most of Denny's teams were. Uh, and even mm. when, like in 2000, you know, they got blown out in that NFC Championship game. But you could uh, you could go back and look and say, with well, that defense, they shouldn't even have been in that game. You know right. I mean? They, uh, so yeah, you know that's where you want your. I certainly hope your coach is thinking that. Otherwise, you're not going to be around long. Uh, second joint practice today with Tennessee. Kirk Cousins is scheduled to talk today. Uh, wh- what do you want to know from him, Mark? What are you going to ask him if you get the shot at it? At, you know what would what would uh, I? I would want to know. When will you see on the field, Kirk? You think we'll f- see him uh, uh, at either one of these preseason games coming up? What What are you? No, we, we're not, we're not going to see him. I'd want to know how much he paid for his golf course in Michigan. 
<laughs> How much did he pay for that golf course in Michigan? Uh, he wouldn't tell me. Um, no, I think uh, on, uh, for, you know, if you had like Kirk under true serum and said, you know, and you weren't getting podium speak, you know, it's you know, how comfortable are you with that interior offensive line? You know, Ooh. I know they're coming back intact and that's supposed to be a good thing, but it's like you did, they did bring a guard in and worked him out and didn't work out. I'm sure the reason they didn't sign him is because the financials didn't work out. Uh, Ingram, one of them, uh, started in the first preseason game, which means he's not a lock to, to be the starter day one. Right. You know, I think we'd be like, you know, just what's the comfort level, especially after yesterday's practice and, you know, ha- wearing the Titans uh, defenders on, as a coat for as soon as he dropped back. I suppose we want to see some kind of adjustment made there for this practice today so they don't get the, you know, they aren't embarrassed again for a second straight. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't say, you know, not embarrassed. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they – it wasn't that they didn't function like on every single play. It was just uh, – if you were scoring it, it would be uh, clearly be a decision for the Jets or for the Titans. Uh, but you know they they didn't look they didn't look like a uh, you know junior high team. But the Titans look better. So and the Vikings, but the Vikings defense looked better than the Titans offense. So. Going forward, then to today's joint practice and then Saturday's game with the Titans, what what are you hoping to glean from, or what might you be looking for? out of the Vikings team as we head into next week when we'll be talking about all this again. You know, off the top of my head, you know, the, the, that uh, the quarter, uh, Jaron Hall would start just because Mullen started last time. Yeah. So to see him, you know, just to see him with maybe some more time to function. I, I, I love how the guy can run away from people trying to kill him. I, that's That's very <laughs> admirable. But I'd like to see him more be able to function in an offense where maybe he has a little bit of time and, you know, to, to play more like a quarterback and not just a guy <laughs> running for his life. Do you, do you think uh, a couple more of those offensive linemen start then, or is it going to be backups? No, no, God, no. They, I mean, Ingram <laughs> probably, you know, starts again. Uh, or or Ingram plays. But no, you're you're not putting O'Neal out there. You're not putting Darisaw. You're not putting Brad yeah. or Cleveland out there. It's just just the way it is, right? Well, I I wanted to ask you, and you kind of touched on it earlier. The Vikings brought in Kareem Hunt uh, for a workout this week. Uh, you know, and we've talked a lot about running backs in the show so far. What did you think of that? It was just uh, was it was it like you said, just a, a boot in the butt to see some of those running backs to get their tail in gear. Yeah, I, I would say it's probably a boot in the butt to Kane, but it's also if the numbers had been right, I think he'd be here. You know, I really? think, you know he's he's one of, you know, he's running backs are, are not happy about you know Dalvin Cook. Sound only you know he, I think he got pretty good money for, um, you know, it goes into a great situation I think, uh, but these guys are still you know pretty not very happy about you know the financials that they're getting at, at, at the running back position. I think if he would have come in with a team friendly, uh, would have, he'd be here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and with you know, just to add him to the mix and see if Chandler can beat him out, or if he can beat Chandler out because they're not getting what they what they need or to see out of Kane. So yeah, I, I would say a little bit of both. You know, it's kicking the pants and also 
eh, we're not going to give that much for, to this guy. Well, and frankly, then he comes with all the baggage with the yeah. domestic abuse and all that stuff. So you, you open that can on where every time a guy goes to a new site, you know, it, it's uh, it's going to be, you know, front and center. And do you want that? Uh, I mean, if the guy's going to be an all pro teams, take it on a hundred percent. But if a guy is not worth it, then that's when you get up on that high horse and say, oh, we don't do that. You know? So that that's where he fell. I think. Why, why did Cleveland let him go? Uh, I mean, just money, uh, probably mm-hmm. risk, you know, the, when you, like why did why didn't Randy Moss get drafted seventh instead of twenty first? It's because the risk as as the risk becomes less, the reward becomes more, and uh, he just outlived his time in Cleveland. When it yeah. came to, like, do you want this guy on your team? How much is he worth? Um, he moved, you know. And running backs, you know, unfortunately, there's a there's a lot of them that can be really really good good at what they do, and uh, and and make a lot less than the ones that are better well speaking of the running backs i'm going to be watching them to see to see uh how much how many how many uh touches they get and you know and and what they do with them because it sounds like there is a battle going on there for koc to talk about it but so we'll be looking at that um that should do it for this week on vikings territory breakdown thanks mark craig thanks uh mike Waldem for putting it together behind the scenes Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and checking us out. And uh, Joe Johnson, our good friend up there, uh, we're, we're, we're embarking on a new season, so I hope you're watching. Uh, thank you. And uh, until we see you guys next time, uh, skull. Skull.